You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. What can I help you with? I'm in the process of secondary applications. Um, I am a nurse practitioner right now. Okay. Uh, my biggest concern, because I'm getting a lot of different feedback from the physicians I work with, because they're all about me applying. Some say highlight the MP and the RN experience, and others like, don't do that. It's just going to look like you want to just step up and that's it. Um, very, I, mean, I feel like if I do that, I'm going to be basically repeating the same thing over and over again about being an MP, and it's just going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Give me an example of of a a secondary prompt where you being an MP is going to come up. Uh, hmm. Let me look here because I have a whole file of stuff that I have been... I know one that I did do was for how COVID affected me. <laughs> okay. Um, and I worked through COVID um, at an addiction center. And that was scary for not just the, the patients and everybody else, but also as a provider, because we didn't know exactly what was going on. And <clears throat> the influx of patients that we had was astronomical. Yeah. Um, so you know, highlighting that in the ever-changing environment I had used, how it affected me, but it also asked how I, you know, worked, was able to do well through all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that could be a, a great um, place to put that. I, I think, number one, my answer is always be authentic, right? So I, you, you can't hide the fact that you're a nurse and an MP. Right. Because you are. <laughs> That's who you are. Um, but then you also don't need to throw it in everyone's face every second you you have. And so for secondary specifically, my my go to answer for secondaries is always answer the prompt. No more, no less. Answer the prompt. If the prompt is one that requires you to or or uh, works well for you to say, hey, I'm an MP and here's. My, my experience and 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 you're answering the prompt to the best of your ability authentically um great if it's a prompt that doesn't need to know like the the what you write you don't have to mention oh as an mp blah blah, blah like then don't and, and so I, I think it's really that straightforward and for anyone telling you like oh you shouldn't mention being an mp because it's just gonna look like you're trying to move up well duh that's exactly what you're doing right What's wrong with that? That I, I talk to lots of MPs and PAs who are like, oh, shoot, like I need to go to med school. I, I want more knowledge. I want more experience. I want more privileges to, to do things with patients and help more patients. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand people who are saying don't talk about that. The one that did talk to me about that is a um, physician that does admissions for colleges colleges yeah. or medical school medical schools my sorry yeah yeah, yeah. okay and it was just kind of like it's it's it's, it's one person's oh. opinion <laughs> it's kind of scary because you know i 
I've been able to highlight them going to school full time and obtaining multiple degrees. Mm-hmm. So I can sh- I want to be able to show them that I'm able to do all of this. But I also don't want to be like, you know, this is going to be easy because I know it's not going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and I mean, again, your your job right now is to prove that you want to be a doctor. So uh, hopefully your personal statement highlights that. And then for secondary is where you're at now. It's it's answer the prompt. And again, if if a prompt needs you to talk about your experiences as an MP, great. If it doesn't, great. Just be authentic and, and do the best you can. Okay. What other questions you have? Uh, there are some questions that seem to be tailored towards students. Um, <laughs> okay, like what? You know, just right out of school how did you they would ask questions such as you know how does your experience as a student with this class or this class prepare you for yeah i'm like um yeah that class was you know eight ten years ago um yeah i I, again i think you be as authentic as possible say well while it's been x number of years since i've taken that class here's here's how it's prepared me or here's how I've again you're in a unique spot that I think you're downplaying for whatever reason you're out there as an advanced practitioner working taking care of patients and you're applying to medical school to be a physician now and so a lot of the questions and and potential angles that the medical schools are coming from are not tailored towards you, right? And your unique background, they're tailored towards the student who's coming right out of college. And so you have the opportunity to go, hey, like I understand this question potentially is for the traditional student, but as someone who took that class 10 years ago, here's how it has helped me as uh, an MP or here's how it uh, how it helped me through my my uh, NP school or whatever nursing school, how whatever your path looked like, right? And you can answer that question a lot more in depth than someone who's just theoretically thinking about it. You actually have it potentially in practice. And then you could potentially expand into what it looks like for medical school and and practicing as a physician, whatever the the exact prompt asks you for. Right. Lean on your experience, lean on your unique path. And I, I think that's something maybe you're you're either trying to hide or you're not you're not leaning on enough. I just feel like I repeat myself over and over. Um, you know, I mean, obviously some are, are circumstances, you know, you know, what would you do for this? Or you know, if I've been in that situation, mm-hmm. I've said, you know, I've done ABC, but maybe I could have done this instead. Um in the future, I would keep that in mind, but it just feels repetitive at this point. Yeah. So, so two things to think about. Uh, number one, you you have to be authentic and answer the question to your best ability. Number two, I think for secondaries and for interviews, my general recommendation is to stay away from clinical and academic examples unless they're specifically uh, specifically asking for them. And so maybe that would help you to feel less like you're being repetitive Um, because if you're taking every opportunity to mention, 
working as an MP and and some sort of clinical environment, even though the prompt doesn't mention anything about an example of being in a clinical environment, that that may help. Uh, I I think students often, or applicants rather, often uh, overuse clinical experiences as the examples for everything to basically go, oh, look at me, look at me in a clinical environment. Oh, look at me in this clinical environment. I'm basically a doctor. You should just give me a white coat already, right? And it's just like, this prompt had nothing to do with being in a clinical environment. Don't force it. Okay. How do you feel about people elaborating on, uh, say, they ask about your childhood. Mm -hmm. Um what if it's a little on the dark side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this uh, unfortunately comes up a lot. And I, I think, again, you need to be as authentic as possible. Um, vulnerability is something um, that I think connects people. But it also can be a turnoff for some people and not necessarily like uh, um to maybe turn off the wrong word, it it, it it could be triggering for some people, right? Of like, I, I can't hear that. I don't want to listen to that. Um, and it's it's too much of a distraction for them. Um, and so I, I, th I think you just, you just need to kind of use your best judgment and go, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. Maybe you, you use some different words that anyone who's, who, who's of the, the right mind will know what you're talking about without you needing to go into into too much depth and and just gives them the context that they need to know. Because okay. I'm type 1 diabetic and I sometimes think that while I know it's technically illegal, I know some people are like, well, is she going to be able to do, you know, long clinical hours, stuff like that because <clears throat> of constant insulin usage, you know, they worry about my well-being as well. Um, yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. Again, you're out practicing as a as an advanced practitioner. Like you're doing it, so I, I don't. I do work too. They're like, yeah. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. Just give me five minutes. I'm coming right back. <laughs> Just need to go get a little sugar bump. <laughs> yeah, and some of them are like you know the typical. You shouldn't be eating that, and I'm like, <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. been trying to highlight that as a strong point for me too, because I feel like that I relate to patients well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Being chronically ill. Yeah. Um, I try to use that. I work in an emergency department now, so it's kind of <laughs> they see my continuous glucose monitor and they ask me about it, and I take time to talk to them about it because you know I'm thinking about getting that. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, while well, I'm not a specialist. You know, you might want to talk to them if you need better sugar control and all that stuff. But yeah, hundred percent. I always try to highlight that it makes me more human um, instead of somebody that walks in a room. What do you, what's wrong today? And let's do this and walk out. <laughs> yeah, everything about your journey is authentic to you and how you view your patients and and this whole process, uh, the lens that you look through life through um, or at it's it's your story and so having uh an autoimmune disease like type 1 diabetes being an np and going out and and being a provider already like all of this adds to your story that the far majority of people i think are going to resonate with 
and you're not going to resonate with everyone and that's okay too. Anything else? It's hard to think of it without secondary. He's like right in front of me. Cause a lot of times I'll get to a question. I'm like, how in the world do I answer that? Yeah. Cause they're just so kind of like they throw you a curveball. You, know, you get in a groove and then yeah. they ask a question like, you know, um, yeah, I, I think the, the best advice is what I've already said, right? Just answer the prompt to the best of your ability. No more, no less. Don't don't try to assume some ulterior motive with the prompt. There, Secondaries are the easiest part of this process. There's just a lot of them. And so for, from a volume standpoint, it gets overwhelming. But just time and time again, the the actual writing of the secondaries is the easiest part because there's not a lot to think about. You just need to just write and answer the question. It's kind of scary knowing this is going to get harder. Um, (laughs) Because, I mean, writing and talking are whole different things. Um, Interviews kind of scare me because your face, my face, you know, you yeah. don't know. You never know how your face is going to react when someone asks you a question. Um, <laughs> you kind of have to keep that blank face until you know what you're going to say. But I know I have a little issues with my. That's oh. what. That's what lots of Botox is for. It just freezes <laughs> your face, and then you don't have any reactions. <laughs> I can't wear a face mask. Right <laughs> that would be helpful, but you shouldn't, I shouldn't go too deep into past like childhood experiences. Correct. Ans- answer the question to the best of your ability. Cause they always ask, um, how did my, you know, did I grow up in a rural community? Um, how did that affect me? You know, I did grow up in a rural community that had two hospitals within 50 miles of each other. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a whole lot of services until, you know, 20, 2007 ish, you know, they started a, university hospital uh built up into it but until then yeah there wasn't a whole lot of access and you know i come from a family that my my mother was an addict and my parents split up when i was young so it was topsy-turvy oh god kind of crazy and then you know throwing the curveball of diabetes gave me a very unique experience but i sometimes i get you know am i going to give them too much information to make them go oh god is she crazy or you know yeah. do we want to talk to her more <laughs> answer the question to the best of your ability I, I that's i that's my answer all the time whether it's secondaries and interview prep is is just answer the question um try to stay on track uh, on topic uh, and don't don't uh, waver too far. Gotcha. What about bringing up how you? I sometimes I will bring up or try to bring up um, the nurses that I work with right now are very very new, like new grads in the emergency department. And some days I get a little scared because I've seen some things that are big red flags, and I try to educate. Um. So when they bring up questions about, you know, improving the medical community, I always try to bring up that I am trying to even educate now whenever I see something that could be detrimental to a patient. I know it's the NP thing again, but. (laughs) um, 
Yeah. If you think that's the best way to answer that question, I, I think there's there's a fine line between educating and um, kind of demonizing or not de- demonizing is not the right word, but uh, like putting down others, be like, I'm the only one who knows the right way to do things. Um, so you don't want to come a- across as as egotistical or narcissistic, but um, de- definitely being able to. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have some that ask me questions now, you know, because I've, I guess they call me the IV queen because I've been teaching them how to get better IVs because they, you know, how that goes. And Got to learn. Got to start I, somewhere. Try to teach them some pointers like, hey, try this, try that. But a lot of them, you know, will you stick the lines? Will you get it for me? And I said, well, how about I show you <laughs> doing it? Because I have a patient load of my own. Yep. So I, I feel like if I was a physician, I could, you know, even do more, um, you know, if I had more knowledge to explain why and what disease process, you know, would cause all this stuff. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I don't know if I have any more questions. All right. Well, good luck. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's um, tiring full time and <laughs> answering questions on my days off. Yeah. Got to get it done. Uh, you got uh, on to, to a, a new adventure. I just want to be a better provider and I want, you know, to try and fill that knowledge gap that I know that's there to be a better provider and all and be a better, you know, part of the community. Not that MPs aren't a good part of the community. I just, I know I can be better. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group.